What's up, beautiful people? You are now checked in to Purposeful Rehab. I'm your host, Jajara. Purposeful Rehab is for a people that's determined to be restored for a useful purpose. So if that sounds like it's your vibe, make sure you click subscribe. And I look forward to vibing out with you in our next session. What's up, everybody? We are back with another session of Purposeful Rehab. You are now checked in, kings and queens. You are now checked in. Welcome to your family. Okay. If you are new here, make sure you click subscribe and join us. You are now a part of a royal priesthood. Okay. Cause that's who we are. We belong to the most high King. And over here, we are all about his business and being rehabilitated by him for him. Cause we want to be used for a useful purpose and not just be used so we can be discarded at the end. We want to be used because we're in relationship with him. We want to dwell with him. Okay. And so that's what we're all about. And today y'all, I'm coming to y'all with another quick episode about the power of the release which is just so, so powerful. And I am excited to just jump right into it. So I have been really being stretched in my faith as I've shared across the last couple of episodes. And what I did not share, um, I've been, the Lord has been pressing me to open up about more now. Um, I wasn't sure about the timing of when he wanted me to start talking about it, but I knew he was gonna want me to start you know, sharing the testimony. But um, I shared on TikTok how, you know, that I had made a couple videos a couple months ago about warfare that I had began to experience on my job. But in this video I just recently released, I explained that what I didn't share was that God had given me um, two dreams actually back in June of this this year um, regarding my job. And he showed me the warfare in the dreams. And he showed me, um, basically, it was as if I was, you know, fleeing from there. And, you know, there was this transition of as if there was a loss. And in the second dream he gave me, he showed me me in the state of losing my job and just kind of what my mind would want to naturally do. He showed me how I would have been had he not showed me the dream for sure. Um, you know, of just calculating like that loss and him right then and there having that moment with me. It's so crazy now that I'm talking about it. It was like God went into the future and had a conversation with me from a, where I was at a now place but futuristically so that I would never see that, that, that I would never see that place. And what I mean by that is he knew it was coming. So it was like, he went into the future to show me what's coming. And from where I was at that present moment, when he gave me the dream, had that loss happen at that very moment, I responded that way in the dream. So in June, when I got the dream, if I would have lost my job in June, without the dream, I would have responded the way that he showed me in that dream. I would have been distraught. I would have been thinking about how much I was making versus the bills that I have and how am I going to substitute that income? I would have began to feel that sadness and have a lack of faith. And in that dream that the Lord, my father, the father is the one who was in that dream. He spoke to me so clearly 
and asked me, where was my faith? He asked me, where was my faith? And he told me, like, I'm your provider. And that was it. Right. And so the Lord just um, began to release um, powerful words from that point on through people that I did not know, um, you know, people who I weren't even close with or did not know what was going on with my job. They didn't know about the dreams and um, the warfare about a month later began to happen. Things began to randomly shift on my job. And, um, August 17th, I was wrongfully, but I know it was the Lord. I was wrongfully let go. And so I lost my job and, you know, I never experienced anything like that. I never been mistreated like that. And, you know, just terminated for no reason and just just treated so badly by someone that I treated with the love of the, of the Lord and, um, truly had built a relationship with, but this was, this was the Lord's will. Like it was a part of the plan. Um, did he set it up? No. Um, he made it clear to me that the enemy had declared, um, war, but the Lord had proclaimed my victory before, the battle even began. Those those last words I specifically remember being spoken to me that the Lord had declared my victory before the battle began. So we have to remember that when it caught when Satan and when you define Satan, it literally means accuser. Okay, and we know that he he goes back and forth seeking whom he can devour, and he's coming before the Lord in the courts of the Lord accusing us accusing us of not having faith, accusing us of, you know, as soon as this happens to us, we'll curse him. We'll leave him. Well, he's accusing us day in and day out. And so that accusation is grounds for warfare and battle. And of course, these are rogue agents. So, I mean, sometimes they, you know, find their little loopholes or they try to do things and, you know, that's a whole nother story. But the point is, the Lord allowed it, right? It's when you think of Job, it wasn't to that magnitude, but the Lord allowed this accusation to ensue because he declared Job's victory from the beginning. He said, hey, he ain't going to do it. So watch this victory come to pass. And Job had an obligation during that trial, right? While you have your prosecutor and you have your defense going back and forth in court before the judge, you know, Jesus is advocating for us, but the enemy is accusing us. And we have our just judge, the Lord, who's like, especially if he knows your name and your name is written in heaven. Like Jesus said, we don't rejoice that the demons flee. We rejoice that our name is written in heaven. So when you've been really walking this thing out, your name is written in heaven. So the judge is like, yeah, okay. All right, accuser. Let me see the evidence because I know this person and this is how they are. And I know that, you know, yeah, they might have did that in the past, but that's not who they are anymore. My name is on that, right? And so while this trial is going on and you have the enemy doing what he's doing, you are you have your obligations for that 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 battle. And so I say all that to say, you know, going through the battle part, right? Where God has given me a prophetic word, prophetic dreams. He's giving me, he's giving me prophecy. He's giving me the prediction. Even during the process, what a lot of people didn't know was, you know, um, and I share with some people, but 
even learning not to share with people who aren't necessarily walking this walk, they're not going to understand the magnitude of the spiritual things and the weight of the spiritual things. So it's almost like casting your pros among swine because they don't really understand what you're talking about until they're walking it. But um, I was sharing with some people like even during when I was getting these random meetings, getting called and all of that, like the Lord the, that same week was showing me in dreams, the heart of the person to prepare me. He was showing me that they may be smiling in your face and saying these things, but it's a lying spirit. It's a manipulative spirit. You know, um, even through prayer, y'all, there is power in prayer because when it talks about the Holy Spirit interceding on our behalf, it's so true. I remember being in my office and I do mean my office. I was praying in my office, y'all. Ain't nobody going to stop me. I was bringing the presence of the Lord on the scene. Okay. (laughs) So I was praying in my office one day while going through this warfare. This is my, the office they had demoted me to. So it was like a small little, um, office. And I remember closing the door and praying and during prayer as I'm, I'm, praying in both the spirit um, through tongues and just also just my words in the spirit. Um, But the Holy Spirit began to speak through me and begin to call things out in English. Um, He put a name to the spirit. He literally called out Jezebel um, through me. And I began to declare things about Jezebel. And that was the first time that I realized in the natural whom the agenda was up against me in the spiritual. And it was Jezebel. So then I was able to pray accurately because of the Holy Spirit giving me that insight information through prayer, me being in prayer while in prayer, the spirit was able to feed me that through my words. And I'm able to now snipe in my office, in the spirit through prayer. And so it's so important, and I've been learning in this season just how important it is to really be in prayer with the Lord and not just, you know, not just the moments where we feel like we can put everything aside and have a one-on-one because, you know, those are important. Um, But even making those random moments, right, Um, whether it was a lunch break or whether it's putting things down for a couple seconds, to say, I'm going to give this moment to the Lord. I don't care what anyone else might say. I don't care, you know, if I have a break in between this assignment and the next assignment on my job, I'm going to give that break to the Lord to just declare a couple things or to just pray to him and say, thank you, or to just invite him in my day or to help in this way or that way or to pray over. I remember there were in between sessions, I would, depending on how the session would go, I would use that break to pray for whatever that client just Um, let out in that session, whatever that client um, disposed of, I would take and give it to the Lord. So it's not staying in my atmosphere and it's not staying in me either. It's going to go to the one who can do something about it. And so I would use those breaks to give, you know, their burdens to the Lord. Um, I would use those breaks to sometimes cleanse the atmosphere as well, because depending on what they released or what they came in with, the atmosphere I needed to be cleansed and cleared for the next person. And no sage, no crystals is going to do that, y'all. Um, that's demonic. If you did not know that, that is witchcraft because incense itself does not hold that kind of power. But because you now put the power in a 
a a um in a entity, you are now making it a god. And so we don't understand that now we've made something an idol because we're saying this thing holds the power. When it is the person, it is the being, the one I am that I am, Yahuwah, Yeshua, that holds the power who can speak to anything that can cause the rock to gush some water, that can cause something to move. It is him who has the power that that if even if you want to talk about properties that are naturally made and all of this, we don't worship the crystals and the rocks because we think they have these properties and these. No, we worship the one who gives it the properties because he could strip it at any moment. Um, and so we're not looking to the entity and having faith in the rocks. We're not having faith in the crystals and the sages. We're having faith in the Lord thy God and whatever mean he wants to use, he will use. So if he does say, hey, grab that incense, I want you to light um a sage incense, and I want you to anoint the wall. Like that's different because the Lord thy God is giving you divine instructions and he's going to put the power there. But what happens is, and I don't, this must be the Holy Spirit, but I'm gonna keep flowing. And what happens is in this generation right now, what's, what's happening is the enemy is blinding us and we're putting our faith in these deities um, in these things that have no power like crystals and sage. And then we have demonic spirits who are operating through them. Um, so you're not cleansing your atmosphere, if anything, you're inviting it in because um, these demonic spirits are very real and they will now, now you have the spirit of deception that can come in, okay, for those who be like, well, my atmosphere feels lighter and this, that, and the third. Okay, you've invited the spirit of deception in because at the end of the day, if you have to keep on doing it, I guarantee it's not cleansed. When, when you cleanse, when you when you cleanse with the, the spirit and the power and the blood of the Lord through the Holy Spirit, you don't have to keep on doing it all the time because the enemy now recognizes that there is lamb's blood on your door. Okay, now you're in prayer all the time in general, and that just keeps it going period. But I don't have to keep like waving oil through the air or like, Holy Spirit, just come in, you know, make sure that, you know, no demons are here. Like no demons can be here anyway, because I've kicked them out and the Holy Spirit lives here. So they can't dwell in the same place. And that's how it works spiritually. So if you have things in your atmosphere that is occupying it, then that's an indicator that something else is going on. Now it's different when we're talking about what I'm talking about right now, as far as when you're working in settings, um, or you may live in a setting, right? It's a group home setting. You may be in settings where different types of people are coming through your space. Um, and because that is what you're called to, but you have an anointing on you that breaks the yoke. And because of your anointing, right? I didn't have to do this every single session, right? There was just some sessions where the Holy Spirit would prompt me to do it. Um, because I had a certain anointing that governed my atmosphere, period. So it didn't matter who was coming in, my anointing that was on me set the atmosphere. So demons had to bow. I, I literally seen spirits try to come forth and um, <laughs> it, it, it couldn't, it didn't have no way up in the room. Like you couldn't even move. Like spirits had, they, they had to be subjected to the anointing that was upon my life because it was the Holy spirit. They were not subjected to me. There's no power to me and myself. They were subjected to who I'm subjected to, which is the, the Lord thy God. And so, um, I, I say all that to say, you know, 
there is power in taking those moments to be led by the spirit. And when you're constantly in prayer and constantly talking to the Lord, he will lead you in those moments when there is a time where he says, you know, hey, speak this real quick over the atmosphere, because you never know how he might want you to speak a certain thing in preparation for what's to come next or the next person and just being prepared for their spirit. And so that was sometimes happen. And anyway, um, I've just, I began to understand through this whole process of just going into therapy, um, dealing with these prophetic dreams recently and it coming to pass in my life so strongly and God giving me things. And I mean, it's coming to pass like ASAP. We're not talking about like drawn out long things that you forgot. He spoke like it's coming to pass like boom, boom, boom. Um, I've really had to learn the, the power of faith and, and, the purpose of prayer. And I'm still growing in that thing, but I, I really, really have been pressed to take it more seriously and not really out of a religious place, but really begin to understand and ask the Lord to help me to grow in relationship with him in this area and to understand that there is actually power there. And I'm not just doing it from religion. I'm doing it because he actually hears me and seeing how he answers me when I'm speaking it. And the Lord has even said a word to me that let me know that my prayers are not going unheard. He specifically has said that. And so in order for a lot of these things to come to pass and for me to know what's happening, I've had to be in prayer. And um, I really want to just encourage you guys today from what is encouraging me as well um, is taking one scripture. Okay. We're not going to even go down a bunch of them. I want us to just focus on one and meditate on one today. And that is Philippians four and six, right? The Lord tells us in Philippians four and six to be anxious for nothing. Okay. And we quote this, it's on all types of cups and, and mugs and all types of different things. But what we don't realize is actually having faith in what we're saying and putting that into action and meditating on it. And that's what I want to encourage us to get in the habit of doing and doing today. I want you to take this one scripture and put it in your heart and your mind and meditate on it, digest it, break it down. What does it mean to be anxious? What does being anxious look like in your life? Um, do you find yourself rehearsing it over and over and over and over? Do you find yourself like, what am I going to do? Because that's being anxious. And I had to realize that even today for myself was that I was being anxious and I was praying, but I wasn't releasing. Oh my goodness, y'all. I was not releasing the very thing that I had been praying for and to him about. Yes, I understood what it said when it said pray without ceasing. Yes, I understood when my pastor was just telling me that God wants us to wear him out and continuously pray about it and not drop it and forget about it. So here I am doing those things, but I wasn't releasing it. He also said that we release it, not to get it back, but we release it. And I think sometimes we think that continuously praying about it means that I'm still gonna be anxious. It means that I'm still holding on to it. No, it means that I'm giving it to God and I'm releasing it. I'm releasing it to him. So he tells us to be anxious for nothing. Okay. For some things, for only a couple of things. No, for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. He said, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Okay. And so I want to pause there. So we have a couple things. 
first we attack anxiety. So I know for me, I just had to come against anxiety. I had to say, wait a minute. You know what? No, wait a minute. I'm I'm acting anxious. I'm acting like, I don't know what I'm going to do, da, 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 but the Lord had like, no, 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 no. We going to break that in the name of Jesus. Anxiety, you don't have a place here. I'm not giving a foothold to the enemy because that's all he needs. It's the little foxes that fo- spoils the vine. I don't need a little anxiety because it's going to spoil the whole entire dough of my faith. So therefore, anxiety, you have to go. Yeast spreads through the bread, right? I don't need the yeast of anxiety. I need the yeast of thanksgiving because thanksgiving is going to feel my hope because I know that it's done. So I'm going to release anxiety. I'm going to break anxiety. I'm going to speak to anxiety That's because that's not mine. So that means that is a spirit that's not of the Lord because he didn't give me anxiety. He said, be anxious for nothing. So that means it's not sent from him. Okay. Um, anxiety is linked up with fear and timidity. Okay. So that means they run in packs. The Lord said he did not give us a spirit of fear and timidity. So therefore that spirit must go back to the pits of hell and wherever it came from. So now I have a target. So now I'm praying against the spirit of anxiety. I don't need to go 30, 40 minutes. For, for some of you, you struggle with panic attacks or, or um, really getting really, really anxious that turn into panic attacks. You might need to go into warfare against the spirit of anxiety in the spirit of um fear and turmoil you need to you might need to literally go into prayer and when it talks about supplication go into some fasting and really go up against those demons because they're really trying to get a hold of you um and i remember when all this stuff started happening on my job the spirit of anxiety tried to get to me really bad and i had to really go in on that spirit for a minute because it, I was allowing it in. And so um, you may need to do that. So know, know what, what you need to do when you need to do it is my point. But you call that thing out. You smite that thing. You let it know you're under my feet because that's what the Lord says. You have no authority. I have the authority. So you're under my feet. Get behind me. And then I, in prayer, and if I say, like we said, if the Holy Spirit is leading you to fasting as well being necessary, then with thanksgiving attached, you let your request be made known to God. That's literally, I'm reading the scripture to y'all, okay? So we don't do one without the other, right? I let go of anxiety. I cast that out. I cast all that. When it says cast our cares, we're not necessarily saying cast the anxiety because at the end of the day, anxiety, that's like I said, that spirit, we can cast anxiety onto him, but that spirit going to just come back like, Hey. And so that's why some of us are wondering why we're still struggling because we got to have authority over that spirit. But our cares are the things that the the spirit of anxiety is attaching itself to. So for instance, making a decision about a job. I'm just use mine, right? Making a decision about a job or, you know, full school, if, if God is leading me to full time in a business or, you know, why the doors are closing, right? Those are the specifics that can, that the spirit of anxiety can attach itself to because I'm trying to seek answers on those things. And those things are linked to what? My livelihood, how I'm going to eat, how I'm going to pay bills. So the, 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 the cares that it, that would be a burden is actually my provision. 
How am I going to pay my bills? What, how am I going to pay my bills, but also walk in the will of the Lord and walk in purpose and be synchronized with God for this season of my life? That is actually what I'm, my cares are. That is actually what my, my burden would be. That's actually what I'd be casting on the Lord, not anxiety. Anxiety is a byproduct that I would be letting in by not putting my authority on top of that anxiety and saying, get thee behind Satan and you anxiety have no place here. And instead bringing my actual cares of, you know, the provision and making the decision that da, 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 to the Lord through prayer and supplication and then thanking him because I know that he says he's Jehovah Jireh, which I'm telling y'all, he literally just said to me yesterday, it's amazing. Your provider, I will provide. Um, I'm thanking him now because I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm giving my cares to you. Like, like you said, I'm being honest. This is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm, I'm worried about. Not worried about watch our wording. This is what we could say, you know, this is what is concerning me. Yeah. You know, I'm worried, but I don't want to be worried about this because I know you're going to take care of it. So I'm not going to even worry, you know? Um, and this is me correcting myself in my, let's say I'm praying. This is me correcting myself. Cause sometimes we're used to using verbiage and God has to get us out of it. And so you may slip up and you may say that. Um, but then we correct ourselves. God, that's why that Thanksgiving is powerful. God, I know that you are Jehovah Jireh. You're my provider. You spoke these words, these words. You're going to take care of it. And so I just want to make my request known to you, God. I just want to make my request known that you know that this is what I need from you. This is what I'm seeking from you. This is my heart towards you. And we begin to praise the Lord. We are talking about the PP method at church and prayer and praise. And it's so powerful. But then we begin to thank the Lord because we know it's done. Thank fuels our hope because we know it's done. Thank fuels our joy because we know it's done. Now, here's the power of the release, okay? Now we've prayed to the Lord. We've put authority on anything that's trying to cause uh, fear, anxiety, worrying, depression, oppression. We've put our authority there and we have binded that thing because anything you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And these, we don't war against flesh and blood. We war against principalities, powers, and wicked spirits that are operating in the heavenly places. So we need to be able to bind it Okay, that are operating in the heavenly places. We need to be able to bind those things. And so we've now bound all those things that are trying to attach itself to our cares. So they're out the way. We've taken our cares, put it at the feet of the Lord in way of request to the Lord. While we've supplicated ourselves in whatever way that the Holy Spirit is telling us we need to. And now we've put some thanks on that thing, which is fueling our faith because faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So our faith is being fueled because now we have the, we are having hope that substance in the evidence of the promise that the Lord has proclaimed, whether it's your victory, whether it's what he said about your job, whether it's what he said about your business, what he said about your purpose. Now that evidence that we might not see yet is being fueled by the substance of hope through our thanksgiving. Now, after we've done that, here comes the power of the release. We have to release that thing then. Now we got to release it. Okay. Now we release all the cares. We don't release the request, right? We release the request, but we don't forget that the request was made is what I'm saying, right? Like we don't just deposit it and never come back, right? Now it's like, okay, I release that in this moment type of a thing. 
All right. I'm not saying we're going to pick up anxiety. I'm not saying we're going to pick up them cares. No, we're leaving it there. We're releasing it. But what I'm saying is, and before I go to the power of the release deeper, what I'm saying is because the Lord calls us to pray without ceasing, because the Lord caused us to repetitiously bring it to him, like the judge and the widow, we want to continuously bring these issues to him, right? The enemy is going to try to come back, right? And we're human, right? If we don't have an answer yet, it's still going to kind of linger in our mind. But we don't want it to linger causing anxiety, right? We want it to be one of those things where it's like, you go to your parent and you ask your parents something and they're like, um, I'll let you know in a little while, right? That's not an answer, but it's kind of an answer because it's like, okay, they can't answer me right now. So what are you going to do? You're not going to worry from then until the little while. You're going to go about your business and do whatever you're doing. And then you're going to think about it again because you want to know the answer to this question. So you come back again and you're like, hey, mom or dad or whoever, I have a question. Or this is my, I'm asked, you ask this question. Hey, I want to, um, can I have the ice cream? And they're like, I'll let you know in a little while. Right. <laughs> and so again, you don't worry from that time to the next time you go about your business and then you come back again and you say, Hey, can I have some ice cream? Right. So you get my point. My point is the power of the release is that you are literally releasing it, but it does not mean that you don't for, that you forget that you have a request that is pending. Come on, Holy Spirit. You release it so you can get this next part I'm about to go into, which makes it the power of the release so that you can that you can get it. But you don't release it forgetting the request that you are waiting to be granted. Okay, so I release it because of verse seven. All right. It says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This shows us that our hearts and our minds need to be guarded. Why? Because one, well, there's another scripture that tells us that out of the heart flows the issues of life. Holy Spirit, I'm about to shout. Oh, my Lord, this Bible, y'all got to stop playing with this thing. This is not nothing to play with. This is some truth. It says out of the heart flows the issues of life. What are you bringing to the Lord? A lot of times your request that you're making known to God is an issue of life. So I need to come to the right source. And and because I'm coming to the right source and I know I have anxiety. um, I mean, I have authority over anxiety. I rebuke that. I have authority over anxiety. I come to the right source and I, in my prayer, I put my authority that God has given me over anxiety because I'm not going to be anxious for nothing. Instead, I'm going to make my request known to the Lord. I'm going to be thankful that it's done. And because I released it into his hands, now he can guard my heart from anxiety coming back, from demonic oppression, from whatever with peace. And now I have peace and it guards my heart and it guards my under and it guards my mind because he is God. He is the Lord of peace. And I've released it to him. So because I've released it to him in exchange, oh, it is the great exchange, y'all. In exchange, I get peace, which surpasses all understanding. When I tell y'all, when this this lady was treating me so bad, um, and mistreating me and just picking at me and picking at me at this job. 
I was, I had peace that surpassed even my understanding. I was like, this ain't me, God, this is you. Um, I was smiling, um, the tricks in the game she was playing, um, to, I seen right through it, but the Lord wouldn't let me respond. Um, I had to, you know, I responded, but not in the way of, you know, they probably thought I was dumb or they thought I didn't see it. I remember one lady, um, who was supposed to be, um, you know, my clinical supervisor after her, um, she was trying to give me a pep talk after the loss of the job. And I was kind of annoyed at it, but that's neither here nor there because she thought I could tell. And she, yeah, she just thought I didn't see it coming. And I so bad wanted to be like, lady, this, the Lord showed me this two months in advance. Like I knew it was coming, but I had to see it through because that's what the Lord wanted me to do. But I just let her talk y'all. But anyway, she really thought that I just was taken off guard and just all this other stuff and was trying to give me a little lecture. But the reality is the Lord had me walk it all the way out. And while walking it out, people were able to see him through me. Come on, y'all. So because I was in prayer during that whole entire thing, his perfect peace was able to keep me. And it surpassed the understanding of me and them. They were even saying out their mouth, I can't understand how you're still smiling. I don't understand how you're still laughing. I would be storming up and down these hallways. I would be furious, angry, all this. And you're smiling. I can't believe that you're, you're this. You know, and it was God. It was showing that peace that no man could shake. Come on. I'm about to have a listen. I'm about to shout. No man could steal. No man could shake. It guarded my heart. It guarded my mind. So I didn't lose my mind so that my heart wouldn't be broken into pieces because somebody that I loved and had many conversations with was now demonizing me and treating me like a um just a somebody off the streets. Like we never had one on one conversations like we never had heart to heart. God kept my mind in perfect peace, in perfect peace because I gave my request to him. I gave my cares to him. I released it over and over. Anytime something else came up, I released it. Anytime something else came up, I released it. Something new, I released it. So when I say over and over, so I don't mean I went back and got the same thing and now I got to release it again. We got to stop picking up what we've already put down. Let that thing stay on the ground. I'm talking about that new thing, that new issue of life that arises. Because let's be honest, if we keep picking things up, that's how things get to building up and it's a multitude and we don't know what to do with the weight. But if we keep releasing and keep releasing we stay light on our feet and so we can move and we can jab the way we need to be, need to it makes me think about Muhammad Ali where he says I float like a butterfly sting like a bee we can't float like a butterfly if we're heavy on our feet so we have to release those burdens because the Lord's yoke is a light so we take the Lord's yoke upon us which is light so we can float like a butterfly when we're in the ring against the enemy because it's going to be rounds that sometimes we have to withstand it's not going to always be a KO right out. Sometimes it's going to be a couple rounds. Sometimes we're going to have to endure a couple things and we have to be able to stay light on our feet so we can continue to sting like a bee. So we can continue to fight the enemy and make sure that we're sniping him. We're making sure that we are able to stand and withstand the wiles of the enemy. That's what the Lord tells us. So 
In order to do that, we have to understand the power of the release. We have to constantly release the issues of life unto God and make our requests known about it. We have to constantly release it as it comes to our hearts. Release it, not go back and pick it up again, but release it. Hey, God, it's from a place of thanksgiving. Hey, God, you know, I'm still waiting on a response on this thing. And I, I believe you're going to answer me. I just want to remind you that I prayed about blah, blah, blah um, a couple weeks ago. And I I just want to let you know that I'm still waiting. I'm still expecting. I know you're going to do it. And we release it. We go on in our Thanksgiving. We let that peace guard us. And when that next prayer time comes, hey, Lord, here I am again. I'm praying about these other things. But hey, I'm still praying for you to give me the answer to what you want me to do next. I don't want you to forget about me. I just want to let you know that I'm still asking for your guidance in this area. I'm still asking you for the, you to deliver my family member. I'm still asking for you to make clear this way so I can walk your path. We just continue to bring it before our father and, 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 and Thanksgiving because we know he's going to answer us. We know he's going to answer us. All we need is to make sure that he don't forget, which we know he hasn't, but we just keep bringing it. We keep bringing it like, hey, 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 I'm waiting. I know you're going to do it. It's your perfect timing. So I'm just going to keep reminding you and nagging you and reminding you and nagging you because I need that. I need that. Like a spoiled child, a spoiled child who always gets an answer. That's how we need to think of it. Okay. It may not be the answer we want all the time, but what we know is daddy's going to answer us. Daddy's going to respond. He may ignore us to see if we serious, but we got to come back to show him we're serious. If he doesn't answer us the first time and he's quiet, he may be testing our tenacity to see if we're serious about getting the answer. So we want to come back again and say, daddy, I need this from you. Daddy, I'm asking you to deliver me out of this. Daddy, I'm asking you to make a way out of no way. Father, I'm asking you to, to, to shine light on my heart and deliver me and heal me because I'm angry about this thing. I'm asking you to grow me in my faith. Whatever it is, we want to keep coming to the father. And each time we come, it should be a release. We should never get up with the same burdens we sat down with. We should never leave that conversation with the same thing we came in with. Every single time we talk to Abba, we should be releasing because it's a great exchange. We get to release our request to our father in exchange for peace of mind and heart. We may not leave with the answer every single time, but we leave with peace, peace that he heard us and that the answer is coming. And that is enough because it surpasses all understanding. It guards us. It guards us so that the enemy cannot penetrate and utilize the issues of life to throw us completely off the course of Abba. And then we miss out on what the Lord has for us because he's had access to our hearts. So when we release and receive peace, we have a guard. And so I want you all to really meditate on Philippians 4, 6 through 7. And really meditate on it. Meditate on it today. And think about the power of the release and release some things today. You should leave that, that prayer moment or time feeling the peace of God, feeling the joy of God, feeling the turn and the shift in your spirit because that's what he is intending for 
us to have. I pray that you receive this word. I pray that you see this word in the spirit in your lives manifest the fruit of it. And please share this with someone. Please share this with someone. We really want to make sure that this podcast is educating and uplifting other people. And we want to learn how to really walk this thing um, and have relationship with the Lord and allow him to do a thing in our life because the way he rehabilitates rehabilitates is like none other. I love you guys. I will catch y'all in the next session. Peace. Hey, beautiful people. Thanks for tuning in. Did you enjoy that episode? Well, you don't want to miss a new one. So make sure that you hit subscribe so you can get notified every time we drop a new episode. And if you're really feeling bold, share this episode with a friend and leave us a comment below. Stay blessed and encouraged. I'll see you in the next episode.